What's up, my little mistakers? And welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast, where we encourage everyone to find humor in their mistakes. Each week, my co-host and I, Andrew Gleason, invite a guest onto the show to hear all about the mistakes that they've made throughout their lives. We get them to open up to us, and Andrew and I laugh at them with the hopes that our listeners are little mistakers We'll learn that mistakes are okay and not be so afraid to make them. Little Mistakers, if you've loved this podcast so far, please like, subscribe, review, even if they're negative, just so we can grow. Because season two is on the way. Season two will be starting next Monday. We're going to be dropping YouTube videos along with our episodes. And we're probably going to have some merch on the way. So maybe if you send us a nice little review, you might get something. I can be bought, people. Our guest this week is Tori Shafee. She's funny, talented, caring, and beautiful. Fuck! You can't call a woman beautiful in 2019, McNeil. You know that. Oh, we're probably going to get canceled. She's not beautiful. She is not beautiful. Let me just be clear. I'm not trying to get the podcast canceled. Tori is not beautiful. Um, but on a serious note, I'm I'm really happy Tori did this episode. Uh, she she went out to New York and she followed her dreams. So I appreciate her coming on the show and talking about that. Uh, this is an episode you can learn a lot from and and learn about jumping and going after it. So take a listen, little mistakers. Hello, my little mistakers, and welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast, where we encourage everyone to find humor in their mistakes. I have a co-host today, but he'll be introduced second. Uh, First, I'm here with Tori Shafee, who is making a major life change soon. Yeah, fuck you, Andrew. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thanks for having me. It's nice to be here. No problem. And then uh, Andrew Gleason. Howdy. What's cracking? Uh, Tori, do you know a lot about humor and mistakes? Um, I heard you're an avid listener of the show. <laughs> That's what we're oh, on the street in is. general. I just thought those two things. I I know a lot about the the latter more so. Mistakes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll get into that. So, who is Tori Shafee? Like, tell me about yourself. If I just walked up to you and said, "What's up?" Like, what would you say? Like, give me your elevator pitch. Like, what do you do? Who are you? Oh, oh, like my bio. Yeah. My um my Tinder bio. Um. Well, I am a white female, about 5'8". Is that what you put on your Tinder bio? (laughs) (laughs) That's where I get those swipes from. Exactly. Um, Comedy. I do comedy, stand-up comedy, for probably about three years. Uh, Besides that, I do hair. I'm a hairdresser. During the day, um, I've lived in Chapel Hill for maybe like five years. Or, God, maybe a lot longer than that. I forget. I'm, I'm kind of old now. Yeah, Nintendo 30 bar. years old. 30 years old, never never had HPV. That's one that that never uh, stuck. You should definitely put that on your Tinder bio. Because it's, it's dangerous out here. You never know out what you can streets. get. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, anything, whatever you want to know, I can, I can tell you. Okay. 
Well, we like to uh, get a backstory so everyone knows, like, gets a general sense of who you are. So, like, were you always going to be a comic? Um, no. I always liked stand-up comedy, but I didn't think I didn't think that I was, like, funny enough to do it because when you watch stand-up on TV, it's, like, really polished and perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and I just assumed that you just... They just go up there and they're like that. And I was like, so I can't do that. But then I went to a couple of open mics with Nate and I was like, oh, okay. And Nate is? That's my brother. Okay. He's been doing comedy a little longer than me. Even are y'all twins? Younger. I used to think y'all were twins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that's more insulting to. <laughs> to be fair, you're the funniest comic that looks like Nate Bacon. Oh, did you hear that, Nate? He's not going to listen to this. So, no, it wasn't really. Um, I used to be kind of, like, I felt like I wanted to be a performer or something. I remember as a kid, I kind of wanted to be, like, an actor or a singer or something. Or um, improv No, never. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> this interview's <Everybody>. over. <laughs> um, but I have... Um, I had a lot of problems with stage fright. I didn't like pu- public speaking and like acting or doing stuff for an audience. That's hard to believe because you've come a long way because the first set I saw you do, like you're up against the wall, grinding <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Come a long way. Uh, fright. Alcohol helps. <laughs> or just making enough mistakes and looking stupid enough times that you don't really care anymore. How does one get the courage to grind on a wall? Do you just do it one day? Do you do it in the mirror a few times? You know, it's it's an entire journey, like a, a lifestyle. Like, all of my experiences made me strong enough <laughs> to be this person to be doing this. So it's just my life story. Like, it can't happen to anyone else. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that your first bit? No, my first bit... Um, I, I was one of those people who recorded my first stand-up set. Still got it? Yep. Fuck yeah. Um, okay. So Can the bits... <laughs> it's actually really, like, grainy. It was... I think it was an iPhone, but it was, like, one of the earlier iPhones. It was a shitty one. Um, but my first bits were... I talked about a time that my estranged father sent me an email video of himself dressed as Santa Claus um, <laughs> doing a doing a rap which is based on a true story um, that's love right there it was uh, was that his like trying to mend a, a bridge I have no idea because there was nothing in the body of the email it was just the video and it was also <laughs> a, it was also a mass email like he sent it to a lot of people so I, I don't really know what that was and I didn't ask um, but I talked about that and then I talked about chain wallets making fun of people that chain wallets maybe they don't want to get robbed yeah, I mean, the bit was like, chain wallets are so 90s, but if it's doing its job, then they would have never lost their wallet since the 90s, and that's why they still have them. That's obsolete. I like it. Okay. It's a hot okay. take. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, chain wallets should come back. We should bring them back. Who? Uh, oh, chain wallets. 
Can you get some merchandising going? Uh, Humoring Mistakes now endorses chain wallets. I saw some chain wallets at Walmart. They're still a thing. But you're supposed to only buy one, so it's for the new generation because all the old ones are still hanging on. Okay. I, uh, maybe I'll give my ex a call. Her name was Jane Wallace. <laughs> and, um, you know, I really I left her back in the 90s, but she's <laughs> How old were you in the 90s, sir? <laughs> I think I was 10 in 2000. You were out here dating as an eight-year-old. Absolutely. All of my babysitters love me. Okay. (laughs) How long have you been? So you've been doing comedy. You started in Chapel Hill, right? Yep. So probably four. Did you start when you first moved here? Uh, No. Well, I lived here kind of on and off since I was like 19 because I came here because my grandma lives here and she's she's taken me in a lot of times so I lived with her and went to hair school here and then moved back for a bit kind of kind of jumped around between the two places for a little while um I think it was the year that Bowie died that was when I started so what that was 2016 January something like that. did that like spark it for you uh yeah there was I think so okay. there, that was kind of a Everyone was kind of in that collective sort of appreciation of him and, and his accomplishments and how he was sort of fearless. And, yeah, I guess it was a little bit inspiring. Um, I'm looking at your hands. Can you oh. do my hair in New York? Can I get you to cut my hair? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. Just wondering. Just wondering. I didn't know. It's always a thing, like, do you cut black people's oh, hair? Oh, um, I don't, and it's... It's very hard for me, but I need black people to let me cut their hair so I can get better at doing it. Okay. So you're doing me a favor if you let me cut your hair. All right, I got you. Um, I can do it like a skin fade. Okay. Um, I like that you asked because I did not ask McNeil if he had ever cut a white person's hair. <laughs> and he... Gave me the worst haircut. <laughs> what did I tell you? I said I'm not good at other people's hairlines. I I put my faith in you, man. I walked around with the hair's just cubo. different. <laughs> That's I don't racist. understand it. It's like <laughs> there are no curls in it at all. Yeah, it just like, falls down. Like, exactly. I was getting dirty looks from people. It was bad. But you really cut his hair. <laughs> I did. Did you I, put a uh, bowl on his head? No, his hairline just was like, which doesn't really matter for white people <laughs> because their hairlines can be shifted. It doesn't matter. It's just a, like a new haircut. Oh, you didn't um, give him the edge up in the corners? Yeah, I couldn't do it. It just it didn't work. Yeah, because I have two pairs of uh, uh, shape-up trimmers, ones that cut you and then ones that don't really cut. So you have At to all. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I let Bri use my hair one time. Remember he, had, he was all scammed yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, you talked about mistakes that you've made along the way. Sure, yeah. Um, were you always a mistake maker? Like, when did you first start making mistakes? Um, yeah, I think I always was. I was a pretty reckless kid. Pretty, um, I don't know, pretty anxious kid, I think. My mom was like a single mom and she just had it really tough and she couldn't, oh, yeah, single moms. Yes, high five to single moms. You don't get this. But she was, uh, um, but she was bad at it. Like she just didn't have the energy <laughs> yeah. to 
to discipline me at all. So I kind of was able to get away with whatever I wanted. And so like, I didn't, I didn't do my homework. Like from an early age, I was just like, oh, I don't have to do this. You can't make me. And I was like, I got bad grades even from like, uh, yeah, I, I was like a shitty student probably from like sixth grade. I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> well, you know, the benefit of that is if you ever have to raise a kid, you know all the tricks that they can pull because you pulled them yourself. No, it, it wasn't really clever. My mom oh. was just really <laughs> easy <laughs> to manipulate. I mean, Andrew's met her. <laughs> you just go out like... See the clock, like, hey, I'm leaving. You didn't even have to try to sneak out or anything. <laughs> yeah, if she was ever like, hey, you're not allowed to do that, I'd be like, fuck off. And she'd be like, why are you doing this? <laughs> no, my homework is to roller skate. <laughs> yeah. You don't respect me. <laughs> yeah, I'd throw shit in her face, like gaslighting. I'm okay. pretty sure I did that to my mom. I like, convinced her that she, was, that she was doing something wrong. You're the one who's wrong. Uh, yeah, I had to be sneaky. My mom did not play any games. Like... Uh, even at prom, she snuck in to see what I was doing. To the school? Uh, yeah, she snuck into prom, but I snuck, I had I had like all the beer in my trunk, so she didn't check my trunk. Did she like dress up and pre- try to pretend she no, was just a student? It, it's just wherever I said she was at, she would randomly pop up to see if I was actually there. So I had to learn to leave my car there and go to a different place. So if I was at the movies, she'd go and make hey. sure my car was in the parking lot. <laughs> She's like the butler. See, that's how you eat. become better at stuff like that. Exactly. Being challenged and exactly you have your mother to thank. Don't you for wish that. you had a twin growing up. I did, I did. We would work together. I like guess the Olsen ev- yeah. Twins. Everybody wished that, except for people with, with twins. twins. Like the classic <laughs> thing everyone would say would be like, "I wish I had a twin so like they could go to school for me or they could do all the things that I don't want to do." And it's just like, why would your twin agree to do that? Because <laughs> we'd help each other out. Like if he had my personality just a bit, we'd sub in for all types of things: work, sex. Um, <laughs> Oh, have those, you seen that? Two. There's a movie, really weird movie called Dead Ringers, about twin brothers who, who pull that um, on a chick. They just both fuck the same girls, like a thing they do, and oh, then boy. and then one of them like kills the other one. It's, it's, oh, it's good. Oh, I didn't think well, about the consequences. Yeah, damn. Jealousy, I guess that's the thing. I just thought about like uh, sometimes you have those long comers. Like if you're dating a long comer who takes a long time to come and you... Oh, I thought, I thought it was the opposite. Like, it's just a long come where you're, like, checking your watch, like... Oh! <laughs> like, God damn. <laughs> Maybe you're like, hey, bro, I don't have 30 minutes tonight. Can you sub in for me? Sometimes... My I wrist mean, is sore. I got to get some water. Like that switch. Exactly. Yeah. Huh? Switch off at the Gatorade I remember there used to be vending those, machine. like, sex jokes, right? Like, uh... Like the funny, like the the angry pirate. Yeah. Where you would like come in her eye and then kick her in the shin. <laughs> yeah, the, um, there you mean the Houdini? Where you would uh, have her facing out of a window and then your friend would sneak in. You would switch out and then you would go outside the window and wave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could. I don't think you could do that anymore. Oh no, it was terrible. Anymore. <laughs> but, uh, this, that, that's not. Uh, that's the Houdini. That's the street joke that Amy called? Schumer. Yeah, the Houdini. Oh shit! This the street joke that Amy Schumer used as a closer in one of her specials. Did oh. she get in trouble for that? Um, not really, because she's just saying what's sort of like a street joke, like a common joke. It's yeah. just sort of like cheating. 
Did you ever, speaking of shitty jokes, did you ever get, did you ever make a mistake uh, in the classroom and go too far with with joking around, (laughs) get in trouble at school? Go and touch someone's, um, I don't remember anything specific, um, but I wasn't, and I wasn't a class clown, I was pretty shy, but um, I I do remember for a while when I was younger, I think like, there was a problem with me that anyone who they sat next to me would ultimately, they'd have to separate us because we'd be like joking around too much. And then so, yeah, I think most kids are like, you're separated. They'd be like, oh no, my friend. But then they just sit someone else down. And then I'd be like, hey, what the fuck's up with you? Like, let's keep, let's keep screwing around. Okay, so you can work with anyone. I guess, yeah. That's what improvisers do. <laughs> um, you remember when I said no topic is off limits? I, trigger, trigger warning. Uh, trigger warning. Okay, fair enough. I, I hate improv. To your listeners, that's that's kind of my thing. I talk about it a lot. How I, I don't like it. Fair enough. Um, so you've made mistakes along the way. So let's talk about a mistake that you at the time thought was really, really bad and going to fuck shit up. But you're doing all right now. Um like did it anyway or like it's okay now like you can look back on it and you learn from it a little bit uh i mean i haven't had much personal growth in my life which is probably why i keep making mistakes so. i don't think that's true she's really short i mean most of yeah most of the mistakes i've made i'm like yeah that was stupid and that, like nothing good came of it but i guess wisdom from that if there's um, a little like a mistaker out there who needs to learn from you. Oh, needs to, well, yeah, I pretty much regret all of them. I mean, when I was younger, I was dating somebody that I really cared about. Um, but I was working a job that was sort of like made our relationship long distance. And um, I was in a pretty dark place and I cheated on him like a whole bunch. Can we high five to that? Or no? I mean, because I've cheated in the past. I've learned from it. Yeah, Can it's awful. High, I would never do it again. Never cheat again. About single yeah. mothers. So. Okay. Yeah, see? Okay, have you another high five that I have to miss out on? Uh, yeah. Well, we here. said that we're not into it anymore. Exactly. I'm a monogamous fella. Um, but yeah, and I knew it was a horrible thing to do. I, I cared about that guy a lot. I don't know why I did it. It's tough. Sometimes you just... But yeah, yeah, you haven't talked to the person in like a couple days. You days, <laughs> days, McNeil, <laughs> or a week. <laughs> and you, <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. I mean, it's just been <laughs> someone flirts with you, and then one thing leads to another. As soon as yep. she leaves your sight, she's <laughs> like, Oh man, there's so much distance. I need to find some comfort. <laughs> there's a time, there's a clock ticking down like tick 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 like we have like 24 hours to communicate there's a it's not object permanent permanence it's girlfriend companion permanence as soon as they're out of your visual field you're like i know I next thing. <laughs> yeah. did you so how'd you find yourself in that situation now was it it was because there was it was a long distance or um well we were having problems, him and I, because he was a lot older than me, and I was feeling, like, kind of restless, maybe, or, like, trapped or something, because um, he lived in a small town, and he had a son and couldn't move or do anything, and, 
yeah, so it was kind of like I really cared about him and stuff, but it was like, what's what's going to happen? And then I got the job after things were going already going kind of rocky. Oh, it's because I cheated on him once before that job, and then once I was <laughs> once I was gone, I was just like. All right, let's start fucking everybody. Okay. I, I wanted to say, see what you defined as cheating. Like, is you gave someone a hug. You no, I was getting fucked. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. Uh, yeah, a lot. No, I mean, there were maybe like three three dudes I cheated on him with. Okay. That's not too many. It's yeah. more than zero, which is still cheating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a... Uh, it's bad. It's bad news bears. I should have just Al, broken uh, up with them. One, I can't believe you were a stepmom. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Kinda. Two, how did um, did you did you have to sit him down and like break the news? He, uh, the first time I cheated on him, I admitted it right away, and like he, he was just like, "Hey, what's up? Uh, how are you?" Yeah, and I was like, yeah. like was, it, was it the cum still dripping down your leg? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and I like got on the phone with them. I was like, I just fucked somebody. <laughs> and uh, I guess I was just really scared. And I was like, please don't break up with me. And then once he was just like, no, I understand. I, I think I was just kind of like, oh, that's not what I thought was going to happen. That wasn't and bad then, at all. Yeah, I guess on to the that's next one. That's how you one. cheated on again. That's how you... Yeah. If, if your girlfriend comes to you and is like, I cheated on you, and you you just accept it? Just like, that's what we do now. Yeah, no respect. Yeah. Oh, I'm a, I'm a dunzo guy. Yeah. Because I've cheated before, so I know the steps that it takes to cheat. It's not yeah, and easy. It, I think it pretty much means the relationship's over. Exactly. Like, even if you could forgive it like to them it's over if they if they did that exactly and I mean, i'm the person that i'll say it's cool but i'll harbor it for a bit and then the time i see a chick then i'm gonna do it i'm gonna cheat back and then <laughs> we're just in this cycle of cheating see, I'm yeah. a, like i don't even want to see you yeah i'm to the point where we're old enough now to where like when i was younger you could give me an excuse but now that we're old enough we know how sex happens we know that if you go to someone's house uh, by yourself right. it's an amount it, of effort exactly into it like damn yeah really, it's not like whoops i exactly. tripped and fell into this person 20 i thought that's what it was like i went over to her house i thought at midnight we were just going to have a conversation i was going to do some drinking she was going to do some drinking <laughs> not really my fault but now it's like we know how it goes yeah. yeah. You're like on the prowl at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So that, uh, no more cheating. Yeah. Was that the last relationship that like, so did you guys end up breaking up because of that? Yeah. Well, yeah, ultimately. And I broke up with him because I was like, I can't believe that this is what our relationship is. <laughs> I like, can't I, stop I, cheating. I consistently <laughs> fucked other people, and I mean, I care about you, but you still want to be with me. But I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. And I broke no up with respect. him. And like, you can't respect somebody who lets you do that. To them. <laughs> I broke up with him, and I broke up with the other one, <laughs> who I was practically also seeing at that point. Um, so, were you emotionally cheating too? I hear that term thrown around: emotional cheating. Heard that on Oprah once. Uh, I mean, I liked the other guy, and then later on, ended up dating him for a while. Uh, 
It means you have a soul, though. Like, if you're treating someone bad and you can't stand to treat them bad because they keep letting you do it and you break up with them, it means you have a soul. Maybe. I mean, it It took a little while. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it came around eventually. I yeah, see. I mean, I just drank it all away, too. I mean, I was just pretty unhappy person and just, what is it, self-medicating and self-fulfilling prophecies of just me being a shitty person maybe well to make you feel better there's a little mistaker out there that was about to hop on someone's dick and cheat <laughs> don't and hop on that <laughs> dick little mistaker <laughs> they're not gonna do it now because of you abort abort <laughs> and then if you do yeah <laughs> abort abort unless you live in georgia unless you live in alabama, alabama. Any, anywhere yeah anywhere below us so you made other mistakes you, you alluded to. You said you made a plethora of mistakes getting to this point. And part of the reason I want to talk about that is because you've gotten to the point where you're strong enough to move to New York to kind of per, to pursue your dream. And that, like, takes strong will. So I want to I want to get, like, how the mistakes that you've made led you to this point. Um, yeah, now I, I don't... <laughs> I can't really, I think so, okay. Uh, I think what actually happened is that I grew up a little bit. I used to al always move and like like peace out on situations and, and not really see things through. And I think just a little bit more permanence made, made it so like, you know, I worked at a place long enough that I actually had like job growth and started making more money and, um, you know, I started actually making friends because I was, I just stayed in one place for a while. I like stayed, stayed still, which I didn't used to do. I used to hop around and take off whenever things got difficult. Um, not to say that I don't still do that sometimes, but. Would you say that's like a, a suggestion of yours if you're trying to try something new, like dip your toe in the water a little bit first? I, I mean, I don't know that, I guess people do need to make mistakes, but I mean, being responsible is always a good idea, planning things out, but I've never been super good at like researching things or knowing about things, so I just, just do it and see, because. I feel like this, good. go ahead. Uh, we, we talked about that, and I'm of the philosophy, I think you said you were too, you know, yeah, planning shit out is great, but there's also that, uh, I learned a term for it. It's called analysis paralysis. Oh, yeah. That's where, I like that. Yeah. You got too much on that checklist before you take the jump, and you, you get too, too much in your head about it, and then next thing you know, you're 38 years old in Carborough drinking at the Baxter again, and, like, dude, Will, Will said something to me. Not to shit on Chapel Hill and Carborough, but, like, it is full of older, sad people who just, like, never... It's true. I mean, that's, I guess... Went for it. It's man. full of awesome people. It's awesome almost people, like people, yeah. like, all, like, a bunch of big fishes in this small pond that are just kind of depressed. There's Because there's not much here. There's, there's also just not anything to do besides drink here. I mean, there's not... Yeah. I mean, there's shows, like there are bands, like local performers, but then that's also drinking. And Everybody's got a dream and a passion, and there are a lot of artistic folks in the area. Yeah. Um, 
And I think one of those big traps that a lot of people get that fall into is that analysis paralysis. I think the other thing about it is that like it's a very camaraderie. That's not a word. I don't think it's just a, a we'll friend. It a it's a friendly place where you meet people and you you like hanging out with them. And then every day you just walk around for like you know twenty minutes and you you'll find you'll run into someone you know and then you'll just hang out and that it kind of traps you like that's the thing that makes me not want to leave is like all the fucking hangout people I'm gonna miss them but after a while it's just like are we still hanging out or what are we doing just hanging out I always like a wake up call for me is when I get good at a game I'm not supposed to be good at. <laughs> <laughs> like if that means I've been in the same place for too long, like pretty good at NBA Jam at the Baxter now, like better than I should. Gotta move on, yeah. And I'm like, I, I should be talking too. shit to people about NBA Jam, like right. <laughs> I can fuck you up at NBA Jam, bro. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, I'm good at that one too. <laughs> Mine, I felt I started to feel ashamed that bartenders knew me and knew my drinks. <laughs> At like, first, I thought that was cool. Or starting right? a tab without getting your card. Yeah. At but first. Then, and then you're like. And then you just kind of start to realize, well, shit. That's like four. Like, I'm cool with like one. If I frequent one bar, then that's expected. But when five, you six, seven bars start bar to tell you. Bars like, you don't even remember being in. <laughs> 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 Yo, what's up, Andrew? Uh, you you left your shirt here, like <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. a girlfriend's house. I, I, I just got into yeah. town. Your weed dealer texts you like, "Got your order set aside for this week." <laughs> like, oh man, it's time to it's time to change some shit up, real quick. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Potential, man. You, I don't know. It's, Although the drinking thing, just uh with like social anxiety it's almost responsible for me having friends in this town i do remember when i first moved here i spent the summer just spending because i was living with my grandma spending my whole paycheck on fucking going to bars and not fucking really remembering shit and then after that you know you're just walking down the street and people are like hey tori (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay it, if you're gonna end up doing that, uh, Carborough is the place to do that. It really You'll is. be safe if you black out in Carborough. Yeah. I passed out at a bus stop on Franklin outside of Al's one night, and then uh, a separate occasion, I was walking up Smith Level trying to make it home, and uh, last thing I remember is falling forward, and I just <sighs> fell, and then I woke up to people like bent over me. Uh-huh. Uh, they're like, "Do you all right?" And uh, they gave me a ride home, but like. I don't know how long I was out. Wow. I just fell asleep while walking. But y'all have like bad drunk habits. Like me is I like fall into the trap of trying to hit on girls with boyfriends. <laughs> like <laughs> like it don't matter if you have a boyfriend. I don't care, and I will just be that sloppy dude. That is pretty. I like that. That's funny. <laughs> you should go home with me. Well, their their boyfriends are not there, I assume. Or, or are they? If that was your thing, he'd be like, "Why don't you drop the zero and get with the hero?" Have you ever uh, gotten into a fight? 
No, I because don't fight of that. girls now. I walk. Oh no, I'm saying just like in the past, have you ever been drunkenly like hitting on a chick in front of her man? He gets mad or something. Uh, yeah, and no, I just talk my way out of it. Like I've only been in bar. I've only been in like a couple bar fights, but like only cause a couple. Dude, <laughs> yeah, because a dude started it. But like I'm not gonna fight over a chick. Like you could be raw dogging my wife in my house, and I, I probably wouldn't even fight you over it. To that point, she loses. <laughs> no, you just punch her in the face. Exactly. Like, yes, yeah, that's, that's on her. <laughs> no, I just murder her. Yeah. No, There's too many women out here to That's when you go here. outside the window and wave. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Exactly. Um, but yeah, do y'all have any drunken habits? Um, I have a. Uh, when I get too drunk, sometimes I can unload on people because I'm usually pretty unconfrontational. And then sometimes I get brave when I'm drunk and I I feel like fighting or just, uh, yeah, fighting or crying or. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it just kind of, uh, what is it, sort of magnifies your your personality. So it's, it's based on my mood. I was imagining you with tears in your eyes, but that's weird now that I just said that out loud. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay because I was just talking about that, but I wouldn't just go up to someone and, and say that to them. I just get super friendly and talkative. I will try to talk to you all night. Just all talk, night. Like, yeah. Long. I, I just want to have conversations and get enthusiastic over random shit and uh you get to a point of drunk when you find uh trying to cock block funny which i find <laughs> funny which i find funny <laughs> but other people do not uh yeah no That's I, a good move, like. I and i'll do i'll i think i switch from person to person because i typically find it funny to just do it to one person <laughs> at a time <laughs> like it'll be this person for a few weeks <laughs> <laughs> And then regardless, it'll be like, I don't care who you're talking to. I'm going to. I mean, it is are, funny. are guys your age just going out, like looking and get booty? Like how often do you have the opportunity to cock block people? Back in the day, there were quite a few opportunities. Yeah. Um, Dudes are always in the in the mode of trying to, and it may not be active, but if something starts happening, they're always and we're all in the market. Yeah, yeah, all of our friends are comics, and I, the majority of comics are single. Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, it's like skittles. I talk to. I'm not always looking to buy skittles, but if I'm at the right aisle and there are skittles on sale. And put them in the buggy. We might have to cut this out. <laughs> Did I just oh, go? Oh. <laughs> I was like, is that the candy you want to go with? Uh, we'll go with. Oh, uh, is that? <laughs> I don't know. Don't you? All of your friends are single too, pretty much. No, I mean, a lot of people I know are like older. They're kind of. I mean, p- people I know from stuff besides comedy. They're all. I mean, because they're they all got their shit figured out. Are you a good wing woman? Sure. I mean, you don't see that with confidence. Whenever I've asked you about a lady, you're just like, whatever, go talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all you can do. Chicks don't want somebody to be like, hey, like some people have tried to do that to me. Like, hey, what do you think of this guy? It's just like, no, <laughs> yeah. you have to You, It's like reverse psychology or something. You got to like sneak in there. What I do is if I do that technique, 
I tell her best friend some stuff, and I'm like, don't tell her. Like, oh, I really like you. They always tell you Exactly. So that's my trick to see if she really is feeling me. But that seems kind of pathetic, or at least to me. That's never worked on me. I'm always just like, ugh. I don't do it anymore. But I'll be like, yo, I got to tell you something about your friend. Like, I'm really feeling her, all this. But you cannot tell her everything I'm telling you. And then you bang that girl. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But no, I know she's going to say it. Why does he like her, not me? Yeah, see, that's. (laughs) a better way to do it is just go up to the girl you like and admit to her that you want her to talk to her friend for you my technique was always to just like get super drunk and then bluntly just be like i I asked a a a chick started coming to trivia night and we were just it was just me and her on the team like three weeks in a row i just i was like all right it's one one tuesday i was like this is the night and i just like pounded like five shots and was like hey you want to be my girlfriend She's like, no. And she stopped coming to trivia. Uh, but hey, I mean. Some good advice is you can ask them out too late, but you can never ask them out too early. So they may say no too early, mm-hmm. but uh, it's more likely they'll say yes before they really, really know you. So like you're an acquaintance, you ask. But once they really get to know you, then they either put you in the, no, nah, I would never go on a date with this dude. Or I will go on a date with this. So you better. It's better to ask before they put you in one of before those categories. Before they realize, like you're who a fuck you are, like what yeah. you're like. <laughs> exactly. Like I um, think. I think uh, the last like three or four girls I've hooked up with have been like the night we met. Exactly. <laughs> and then we don't talk. Not very good. Yeah. Well, my uh, I have the same technique as you. Is I'll just get drunk and feel lonely. And there there are people you get vibes from like. You're like, I'm pretty sure they like me. Or they would. They'd fuck me if I asked them to. <laughs> and then you just text somebody like, hey, what are you doing? You want to hang out? And they're like, when they're like, yes, when it's late at night, you're like, oh, yeah. I knew I could get this one. It's like 90% easy, easy of mark. dudes, though, right? Like, yeah. You could send out that text to half your phone book. Yeah, but like, I don't, I don't <laughs> like the 80-20 get, rule. Okay. Like when guys, like, not that I get hit on a lot but or anything, but... I've never responded to people asking me out for a thing. Like, oh, word. I just never got that. So, yeah, just whenever I get lonely enough and drunk enough, I'll just text someone I know that I know would, would bang me and then we'll see. bang it out. And then if we end up banging for too long, we'd end up dating. <laughs> Remember, I asked you that? Uh, I, I asked you, I said, how do you ask a girl to be your girlfriend? Because I've never actually done that. I just bang them for a while and then. Eventually, it's like, I guess we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Like, I I don't know how to ask. Like, how do you have that conversation? It comes in the form of, like, the exclusive conversation. I mean, everyone's had that conversation, right? Yeah, it's like, because we've been hooking up for so long, it's like, you're not hooking up with anybody else. We've been hooking up five nights this week or something. Like, it's obvious you're not hooking up with anyone else. Me either. I guess we're dating, I guess. Yeah. So how do you suggest that someone gets to the point where you're at. Advice for them, I guess, would just be to do it like uh, like Andrew was saying, like don't overthink it. So, I mean, I would say just go for it, but also, you know, be safe and make sure that you're not gonna like run out of options, you know. True. Have and a you good work, support system. You worked up to this too, right? Cause you got a 30 minute special coming out tonight. 30 minute special. <laughs> I like to call it a special. It's special. It, it's a, it's a really brother. cool send off. Um, it'll yeah, it'll be the longest set I've ever done. And um, can we get a? Do you know what your set list is? Um, I actually need to. 
work on that next. Um, I kind of wrote down all the things I want to include, but I, it might be too long. We're going to get such Tory classics as my dad sent me a Santa video. I never did that that joke ever. Only that one time. Oh. Do you, you still have it recorded, right? Yeah, somewhere. I could. Can McNeil get a clip? I was going to say, I'll append it to the end of this. If you want to, I could find it for you. But... Only if you, you got to come to the show tonight and get a clip of like me totally killing, like my, the best part of the show. I and plan then, on like, coming to the show you, tonight. You are going to come? I am going to be there. Uh, are you going to be recording it as well? Oh, I hadn't planned on it, but I could probably set something up. So uh, one thing that I do on this show is I have people give a motivational speech. Okay. Uh, um, I usually have music, but I don't have music today. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Andrew can make music happen um, but no like if you were to have you ever seen like a you've seen a TED talk before or yeah, like I mean, a, yeah. or like a high One. school uh, Rudy a Rudy just that classic speech <laughs> uh, that's going to inspire all the little mistakers out there like what if there's a girl named Tori listening right now she needs to hear oh, your speech. Sorry about that, that, <laughs> that name. Um, well, I guess I just want to say, if there's anyone out there who's, like, feeling sad and not feeling, like, any hope for the future, that you have no talent or, any, or no marketable skills or don't have any friends, I mean, you're probably right. It's probably just some, self, some healthy self-awareness, which I encourage. I mean... Nobody's really that awesome, so. So, I guess if you think you suck, don't worry about it because everyone sucks. The human race is totally doomed. <laughs> I like it. Self-awareness is key. It is. Yeah, and self-loathing, which is can be argued as just self-awareness. What do you do when you feel sad? Um probably like do something like instantly gratifying like eat something bad or drink or no worries Uh, all right i think we've we've learned a lot about you what else should the people know about you what do you have going on um fucking not anything um i gotta figure out a whole new place uh so i don't know follow me on instagram (laughs) i guess at tori horror show it's clever. I like it. Um, it's been. I thought your real name was Tori. Then I found out it was a short enough, a different name that I cannot think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is Elizabeth? Oh. Tori. <laughs> 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 no, I was trying to think of it in my head. I was like, Is Elizabeth? <laughs> I was just shocked. It's one of the Queen, yeah, Queen Elizabeth or okay. Queen Victoria. Okay. Well, that was Humor in Mistakes, uh, where we encourage everyone to find humor in their mistakes. We're signing off. Andrew, what do you want to leave the people with? Welcome to the show, by the way. Thanks. This was fun. <laughs> I'm enjoying this greatly. And uh, I guess everyone follow me on Twitter at A Gleason Comedy and uh, Instagram at Andrew, Andrew Gleason NC. And uh, I got, uh, I'll be plugging my own shit over on my channels. So, uh, follow me on I Keep It Real. That is all my name for everything. And uh, 
We out here. Yeah, thanks. Peace out.